welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about mines and tunnels and caverns almost exclusively. Also, Wedge. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're checking in to cover chapters 21 through 24 of Fate of the Jedi. Whoa. Got it. Book one. Outcast. Yes. See, last week we did 17 through 20, four chapters. This week we're going to do 21 through 25, four chapters. No. 21 through 24. Oh, I said it all wrong. Yeah. Duh! The numbers, though. <laughs> yeah. And the whole point was that the joke I was going to just be like, and then next week we're not, we're doing five. So, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? I ruined all the math and then all the joke. And it still ended up being funny from this end. Previously. Yeah. On Forever Can. Wait. <laughs> but first. Bum, bum, bum. Come on. Someday we're going to get this format. <laughs> Previously. No. First. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Han and Leia hike to Super Electromagnet Celestial Town. Luke and Ben find Keldor stormy by day and deceptive by night. Jaina plans a chance kidnapping. And everyone goes underground. How about that, eh? That was last week. Yeah. This week, oh, man. we start with chapters... 21. In the mines. Check that. That's underground of Kessel. Where, you know, last week they came to the conclusion of we're going to we're gonna pre-blow up chambers of the caverns so that we can control the ground quakes like a, like a brush fire. Yeah. We're going to create fire breaks, cave-in breaks. Well, they've assembled their team. And Wedge has arrived in all of his retired glory. And he's brought with him two pages worth of gray-haired Republic-era pilots. That Aaron Alston and all his longtime fans must have rocked a major boner over in this scene. And I was just like, look at all these names, huh? Yeah. Did you know, did you recognize any of these names? I uh, have them I couldn't pronounce, dude. <laughs> I think I recognize one of them. I know I've heard Cal Tainer before. And it might be that very first Mercy, uh, not Mercy, Kill. That was the latest X-Wing book. What was the, what was the one, the X-Wing book I talk about all the time? Back to Wars or something? Kratos Trap? One of those yeah, two. Yeah, one of those two. One of those ones. I knew Kel Tainer. I knew that. I knew that name. You didn't know any of them? No. Wow. Thought you were a fan. Well, never read those books. Selfish. <laughs> they're all sitting around the table discussing uh, what they're going to be doing. And Leia realizes that even with all these pilots... She's still sitting with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Han and Lando and yum, 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 yep. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Now I'm saying yum, yum, and that's not what I'm trying yeah. to say. But uh, yeah, those are the yep, best yep. pilots in the galaxy. And then sitting across the table is the second tier of the greatest pilots in the history of the galaxy. All of their old New Republic era wartime friends, right? Yeah, they're all in their 60s and 70s and... Which is, this is Lando calling in favors because he needs help to save, well, I mean, this whole planet, but also, you know, his mining. Yeah, his billion credit mining operation. Yeah, his, his business. I don't know. I swear to God, I knew Caltainer. But this is our team of Kessel Savers. The 
pre-blower uppers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Han and Leia head back to tell Alana that they'll be leaving her behind for the bombing, as any responsible parents would do. And uh, as any seven-year-old would do, she says, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, uh, that's not going to happen. Unacceptable. <laughs> and then she, you know, she elaborates. She backs that up by telling them about the scary space ghost voice that spoke into her head. Yeah. And uh, they're like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe the safest place was with us because we never die. And and we don't know what that thing is or we'll deal with that later. But yeah, well, she was like, she's scared to be left on the surface and she didn't want to be left behind. I mean, she's seven. Yeah. Also, her dad just died. Yep. Two years ago. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, selfish. As we cut to wait. As we cut to yeah, we cut. the prison on Coruscant, where Seth Helen is sneaking in for what he hopes is the last time, because he's going to break Valen out. Tahiri and Jag step into his secret tunnel underground mm-hmm. to stop him. He uses cutting words on Tahiri. He insults her, and he is, in, is surprised to feel her actual hurt feelings. She, wait a minute. She's having legitimate emotions. And he thinks... Wow, is this body snatcher identifying so deeply with the woman that they're impersonating? No, you fucking idiot. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're out of your goddamn mind. It's it's the same as same as when Valen was fighting his dad. Right. And he's like, how oh. can he possibly be so trained in the heart of the lightsaber? <laughs> oh, how come he doesn't have telekinesis powers? Because it's your fucking dad, yeah, man. They really researched that. Come on now. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you're convinced, you're convinced, I guess, but. Nonetheless, Seth Helen then deflects a stun bolt that Jag fires at him. Yeah, that was At dumb. Tahiri. And then he escapes by collapsing his tunnel via Bang Boom. Yep. Jag was a little stupid. Kind he... of the same kind of the same as the Kessel plan. We're just going to blow these tunnels up on the way out. Boom, bang, boom. Yeah. Is that more secret thematic imagery, Tim? Like we unscrewed... Un- Uncovered, <laughs> like we uncovered last week. <laughs> uh, I knew it was a bad idea to have two vodka drinks before the podcast. Chapter twenty-two. Nah, it's fine. Well, I mean, in that case, I'm just gonna let me just sneak a drink <laughs> yeah. in right now. So, uncovery <laughs> is a good word. It's, uh, now, Star Trek's new series. You know what? Let's <laughs> let's fill our listeners in. We have. A lifetime history of making up words together. <laughs> yes, we do. How's your stomach feel? <laughs> Pretty grody. Wow. Ch- chapter 22. Jaggy Bot and Tahiri. I didn't write that. That was on the fly. See? Off the cuff. In the moment jokes. What well, joke just for you? Yeah. And your sister or brother and mom and dad, if they ever would yeah. ever I gotta deign my, to listen to this I got to get my sister to listen to this one. Let her know. Like eight minutes in. Yeah, just for a Seven second. and a half. Cut in seven and a half. Yeah. Chapter 22. Jaggy Bot and Tahiri recover and report while Seth Helen gets climbing turbo lift shafts. A shocking twist. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you know? Into an elevator shaft. <laughs> Out of the tunnel, into the shaft. Cool. Which is a vertical tunnel. It's a vertical underground. Yeah. <laughs> if they're good pos- if think about think about uh, <laughs> think about a commercial building. 
if there is a if there is a horizontal underground, it is the central part of the building that is elevators. That's like hollowed out space for elevators, right? Mm-hmm. That's like your underground. All right, moving on. Yeah, no. I'm... He is in the elevator shaft. You're looking at me like sorta. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know it's only sorta, I, but I, I still like I'm, it. I'm seeing the path and the connectors that got to that. It's I'm good. seeing it. It's going to be a good podcast, yeah, eh? I'm having a great time. Well, here's the thing. I'm not editing any of that. Even though, once again, for like the 15th week in a row, should probably edit out all that mess of dropping the format <laughs> and then laughing about it and then doing it wrong two times in a row or calling it. The nah. wrong thing, but I didn't call it the wrong thing. We should today. just never edit again and see what happens. I'm kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Anyways, he reaches the carbonite frozen veil and just as Tahiri and Jaggybot arrive to chase him off empty handed. Good thing Jag has that best car armor, hey? Oh, yeah. From the last book series? Because, <laughs> yikes. He blocks a couple of lightsaber shots with his forearms, which is those special gauntlets uh, that are made of the. The magical Mandalorian metal that's mm-hmm. malleable and yet murderously strong. I couldn't. But I don't have any more M's. Only, man, they they're the only ones that can manipulate it. Yeah, they have like the passed down traditions of yeah of getting the most out of it. You know, I'm sure other people maybe can. But anyways, yeah. Jag would be dead. Seth Helen would be a murderer, and Valen would be gone. Yeah, because I'm. I'm I not think sure Chef Tahiri could have stopped him by herself. She didn't have her lightsaber. She lost her lightsaber yeah, so in the rock slide. Under the rubble when they blew up the tunnel. Yeah, so she would have been dead too. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah, she's fun. And we get a lot of Tahiri in this book series, which I missed because, you know, I like her. Mm-hmm. And then reading the last book series, I was like, I really thought she was in this one. <laughs> but you know that's Here. just me mixing the goddamn yeah. two of them together anyways uh cut to Jaina and her government spy dab not anakin zipping through coruscant traffic and Jaina is ignoring all the traffic laws he's friggin entitled jedi yeah she's zip zipping all over the place dropping lane <laughs> a change lanes <laughs> in an intersection i change lanes without signaling i follow too closely but, oh shit! I almost hit a Chevy. I changed lanes. I changed lanes yeah. for that Well, and then well, well following too closely, I hit a hit a parked car and speeding. Running red light and speeding. Running a red light and speeding. Yeah. Anything else? I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> Welcome to the Liar Liar Cast, where Tim and I poorly reenact all the dialogue of yeah. Liar Liar. Garage sale, six fifty. Mark down from ten. <laughs> That's such a good movie. He fell through. What is she? What did she say? What is that called? What is that? The, the skylight. He, she, he fell through the skylight. Landed on her counter. Cut his leg on the butcher's knife. And in court, she had to pay him seven thousand dollars. I'd have got him ten. <laughs> now does that sound fair? Yeah. No. I'd have got him ten. <laughs> You're better at this than me. Let's keep going, and <laughs> you can keep correcting me. All right. The color of the pen. That I hold in my hand is royal blue. Anyways, royal blue, uh, yeah. This has gone on too long now. Yes, yes, we've completely gone away from Star Wars. Tim, focus. Yes, Liar sorry. Our cast is over. Jaina, driving like a maniac, ignoring all the laws as the Jedi do, 
She fires them up to a rooftop park for some quote slash lie vigilante vigilante (laughs) vigilante is that okay to say vigilante i don't like it vigilante jedi work it sounds uh, smoother actually you know it's like it's like the difference between saying either and either either just sounds more sophisticated it's that's my personal favorite Mm, some some vigilante jedi work up in this park on the rooftop (laughs) so on and so forth she tells Dab to hide, and then she uh, escapes into the building beneath them through a hatch on the roof, and she ditches her government spy guy again. Yeah, just goes running off and disappears. And, you know, as we've been told throughout the beginning of this book, the general populace is anno- annoyed with the Jedi because they don't follow the rules that everybody else has to follow. Mm-hmm. And Jaina, ever since the beginning, has been just kind of sticking her thumb right in the whole sore. Mm-hmm. You know. As yeah, you do. Pouring a little salt in the wound there. It's when you're just, a solo, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Strengthening public opinion. Yeah. But the building that she goes into turns out to be Catch Seth Team HQ, I guess. It was the building that Winter rented out. Yeah. For whatever. Yeah, their their base the of operations, plan. yeah. Yeah. Cool. They're trying to kidnap him. She's part of that plan, but she's pretending not to be because she's got a government spy with her cut to Seth escapes more. Back to his tunnel, access for the prison, and he stun bolts a hooded figure hiding in his tunnel. That's got to be Winter, right? Because mm-hmm. who the hell else is even on the team? Chapter 23. Mirax Horn is on the team? Why? Why is Mirax Horn on the team to kidnap the guy who's trying to kidnap her son? How can that possibly be a good idea? She doesn't know. But how is that a good idea? It's not. Pick another resource. Yeah. It's you got a hundred Jedi at the yeah, temple. Yeah, they were talking in previous chapters how she's she's got some contacts and she's really resourceful and all this stuff, but we can't tell her what well, we're here for. And their whole point at the time was like her and Corin, she and Corin, Merrick's and Corin, were doing the uh, doing things legally and fighting against the, the legal side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Above board and in sight and plain view type of thing. Yeah. Why is she involved in this mission? At all. Where is Mirax's... Uh, uh, oh, she's not a Jedi, is she? No, Mirax. No, I don't think so. No. But her dad is Booster Tarek? Or is that... Uh, what's Wedge's wife's name? I think that's it's, Wedge's wife's dad. Yeah, yeah. It starts with an I or something. Ayala. Yes. Antilles. Yeah. Teamwork. That's what makes this podcast dream work. Chapter 23, though, as I said, why? Why, why, why is she on the team? I don't know. But Team Catch Seth seems all sorts of inept for the first part of this year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he, he beats them in the tunnel. He beats them up in the hallway. He beats them on the way out of the tunnel. And then, I don't know. They don't can't seem to get it together. So far, the only thing they've succeeded at is not dying. That's pretty good though. Uh, well, yeah, I check. I want to check that off every list. But he wasn't trying to kill them either. <laughs> on every on every mission list, I want to check that off. I'll tell you for sure. But Mirax is waiting in a speeder around the corner, and now it's her turn to catch Seth Helen. But she has no backup. Gets sideswiped so hard she bangs her head. She still keeps after him. A mother's love and such. Mm-hmm. Cut to. Jaina got a good look at the sideswiper, and it was the bounty hunter Zilash Koo. 
that not Jedi lady and and her company. They hit Seth with the electro net. Jaina throws her lightsaber to cut him loose, then knocks him out and tosses him in Mirax Horn's back seat, and they speed away. So oh, I yeah. guess that's why she was there. And it says drive real fast. Yeah, because there are five security speeders and the bounty hunters following them. Jag and Tahiri catch up behind, and guess what? They're flying through tunnels. Mm-hmm. More tunnels. They're flying through tunnels. Can't get enough of that. Jag gets a crush gaunt on Zilash Koo and the bounty hunter's vehicle's power converters. I can only assume it was the power converters. They're very important in the Star Wars universe. Yes, they are. And now they're out of the race. As Jag blows her a kiss while they crash their ship because it's all part of the disguise, baby. None of these people on this mission want to be recognized. Mirax and Jaina are wearing like tinfoil fucking... What, what's the balaclavas? Yeah. <laughs> like the full face mask toques. Yeah. They're wearing like tinfoil versions of that. Jag's got all of his best car armor on. He decides to blow this lady a kiss to yeah. not be Jag-like. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. To be full of himself. Just see a lady. Nobody wants to be recognized in this unsanctioned, <laughs> undercover Jedi kidnapping. Yeah. Weird. So how will they possibly escape all this pursuit? Uh, pow, pow, pow. Jaina shoves the remaining three cars into the wall, and the chase is over. Very anticlimactic ending, no? Mm-hmm. Very much so. When, like, so much attention was given to the action of Jag disabling one vehicle. Like, it was the bounty hunter's vehicle, mind you, of course, right? Yeah. But so much attention was given to... Tahiri, do this. Pull up close under the belly. And then Jag climbs up on the thing. And he reaches this. And he grabs this. And it makes this sound. And then he grabs this thing. And he crushes it. And it blows up. And he feels hot metal shrapnel in his neck and shoulders. And then smoke comes out of the thing. And the ship fades away in the back. Can't keep up. Yeah. And then the description of Jaina is just she shoved one car into the side so hard that metal was spraying everywhere. And then she did it two more times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what? That it's, was very that was very anticlimactic. It's from Do the that, first series, man. She did the same thing in the first in the first book series we read with the garbage trucks. Yeah, that's true. She just went <laughs> Yeah, true, but like just thinking of this like writing this section, have her eliminate the no name police first, have Jag do the crush gaunt on the bounty hunters last. Yeah, finish and then it you off. Have a strong. very climactic finish with him blowing her a kiss and some shit. Yeah. Not just they're like, ah, Jaina went push, push, push. And then everybody kind of got together and they're like, hey, where are we going to go? Everybody split up. Yeah. Uh, It was such a good chase and it was such a cool action scene that when it ended like that, I was just like, oh, why? It's one of those where you just, ah. You could have just fucking flip those two segments, man. And it's, and it's, it's gold, you know? Yeah. He spends all paragraphs and paragraphs describing various py- pilots and pirates. Some of them are. Some of them are. Some <laughs> of them are for sure. description of them and what they look like and where they fought and how old their hair looks. And But then it's like Janus just like shoves three cars in the wall and the race is over and we've got Seth Helen and Chase be damned. Anticlimactic finish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it a lot though, you know. It was a cool perspective swapping escape and chase chapter. Like. That was cool because mm-hmm. they kept cutting like 
from Seth to Tahiri and Jag to Jaina yeah. to Mirax to Seth to what like back, yeah, different back, perspectives back. on the same situation, yeah, which, which was great. I think Aaron always does that really good in the action scenes, but that was just yeah, just kind of crossed wires with the finish there. Wrong like, paragraph in the wrong place. Just, yeah, man, emphasis on syllable. Like, yeah. Put the Jag thing last, and that's way better. Yeah, go out on a high note. As far as you know, ebb and flow of climaxes, but maybe. I don't know. I'm not a professional writer. Maybe you don't want a satisfying climax here five chapters before the end of the book. Maybe you want some dissatisfaction here to drive your reader through the book. Yeah. Or would it be more rewarding to have the cool thing? And maybe the climax of the book would seem that much better. If it were were backed up by something else, by building climaxes, right? Instead of disbuilding. Yeah unscovering unscovering those climaxes <laughs> i don't know that's just me soft finish yep. chapter 24 caverns Doran. more caves and tunnels y'all mm-hmm. also featuring forced labor as ben is swinging a pickaxe carving out his new permanent residence which he knows he won't be using again we talked about this last time him and Luke being like, yeah, we're not stuck here, though. Totally takes any possible suspense out of these scenes. Yeah. Because they are so confident that they're going to get away. And they that having them feel like that in book one of nine mm-hmm. just, just ruins it. They, yeah. you know, early in a series, your characters should... You know, if if they're going to be around, your characters should be worried about the consequences of their actions. I, I mean, at all times. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But especially early in a, in a book one of nine situation where there's this inherent fourth wall sort of breaking information, like knowledge of we're going to see this story through the end. And we might lose one or two along the way by the time we get to nine. Mm-hmm. But not in book one. There's no... There's no real threat here to the main characters already. Yeah. And for them to be echoing that out loud in text really defeats the suspense or tension. Yeah. But I'm not worried about Ben and Luke at all. No. And it's, I think it's one of those. Yeah. It's a nine book series. Luke and Ben just started. So it's, that's where they're. Maybe it's just reinforcing that. I don't know. I don't know. For for but us it seems as the to me that it would be more valuable if they were worried that they wouldn't be able to get out of this hidden underground. Yeah, trying to look for places that they could get out, or, or at th- least feeling uneasy about it. Yeah, instead of the full confidence type of thing, just thinking about it in their heads. Maybe I don't. But know. is that the foreshadowing? Are we going to see later where they are like, oh, Jedi confidence, and then they can't get themselves out of a situation? Yeah, they'll be they'll be stuck at least momentarily. If that's it, I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of it works if that's the reason. But it doesn't because you could still have that with an undercut of doubt in these early scenes. Yeah, right. Be like, instead of I'm positive, be like I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> But this could happen or like something like that. Yeah, just I don't the, know. I just feel like a little bit of these Luke and Ben scenes don't have really any tension or suspense at all. Even when Luke and Ben meet with the hidden one, the, the leader of this underground 
hidden away. I uh, hidden two times. Uh, this, you it's, know, it's hidden. Secret clandestine operation of Keldor secret keeping underneath their planet. Yeah. How did I just throw that sentence together? Yeah. After two vodkas. I've we've been both saying things wrong since we started this. And that and that one, was a bullseye. That was nice and smooth. Yeah, so you know what I should do? Interrupt my sentence and lose my train of thought <laughs> by pointing out how fucking smart I am. So, anyways, the point being <laughs> these people are all hidden away. And there is no they keep telling Luke and Ben, you can never leave, you can never leave. But Luke and Ben keep saying in text, yeah, but like this, fine, we're going to leave. Yeah. And so no tension, even when they sit down and have this conversation where Luke wants to ask questions about Jason. Mm-hmm. And to the credit of this hidden one, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce again, yeah, no. uh, he answers their questions about Jason pretty direct and straightforward. And readily. He's not trying to sidestep anything. No. Unlike upstairs. On the surface of the planet where Luke was like, hey, they're fucking lying. I can feel them keeping secrets from me and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, He doesn't seem to get that impression from this conversation. And so Luke asks him, you know, vague questions like, did Jason seem like he could be evil? Did you see this downfall? Was there anything that stood out to you? And the hidden one says, nope. Yeah, the overall answer is no. But he had abandoned his childhood. That was weird. Luke asks, what did you teach him? And the answer is weather stuff. Jason also wanted to know about any nexus of force energy information. A nexus of force energy, Tim. Yeah. Explain on the spot. Point to Well, like on, um, oh my God, I just lost it. Like Luke says, uh, on like Dagobah. Dagobah, he said Swamp Planet, but yeah. I couldn't remember the name of the planet. Yeah, yeah, I got that you. kind of deal. I got you on the spot the, like yeah. this. The, the cave, the, specifically the cave where Luke sees. Right. Darth Vader when he slices his face off and what other his own face. what other force nexus do we know of? Uh, Korriban is one, right? Um, I just I'm asking because I can't remember. Those are the only two. They've said it. They've said a couple. And there the are there are several of them across the universe, yeah. dark and light. Yeah, I just can't remember. Me either. But Jason was looking for information on nexuses, nexi. Nexuses? Force Nexuses across the universe. Nexuses. He wanted to know what they were and where they were. Yeah. I'm sure that's not going to be information that will come up at all again over the course of the nine book series. Other questions that Ben, not Ben asks yet. Mm-hmm. Other questions that Luke asks. No, that was it. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tricked you. Tricked myself. <laughs> but the thing is, this guy answers these questions, and then at a certain point, he just doesn't seem to know much more about what Jason was up to. But that's okay, because now Ben starts asking questions, and he starts arguing with this dude, mm-hmm. and like pushing buttons, and being a little pesty, testy little teenager, he, prick, stickly, prickly little <laughs> nerd. And Ben's like, hey, are you going to kill the Jedi that come to find us? Because they're gonna, right? So what are you going to do about that? And the the hidden one says... Are you too stupid to see that you're in the middle of a new Jedi purge? And he's all mad about it. Yeah, like so mad that he's almost spitting. Yeah, and he's like trembling. And and this hidden one fella does not hold back. He says, you're wrong. You have made your own order vulnerable. The fate of the Jedi 
now rests with leaders who are weaker and less experienced than you. That decline will continue until the order is locked in a hopeless struggle with its government and all but helpless. Then it will die again. Ooh, title drop. Mm -hmm. He said the fate of the Jedi. Yes, he did. That's how you know it's important. <laughs> and he ends up storming off because he's all mad at Ben being... What's that word when you're being a child and you're being rude? Like petulant? No. Like, uh... And not disrespectful, but it's up on that level where he's being a thing that I can't think of. Okay. Anyways, the guy storms off in a huff. And uh, Ben and Luke's final conclusion is he may be paranoid, but he may be right. Yeah. Hit it, Billy Joel. <laughs> Finally... In this scene, we get a little bit of the the secret revealing of Jason's journey. Mm -hmm. Like, like we wanted all last series, and like was promised to us at the beginning of the series. Here we get actual answers. Like, yeah. where did he go? What did he learn? What did he want to know about? Yeah, what was he looking for? What do you think about that, man? I our, for our first reveal, he learned weather stuff, brain brain flashing stuff, and he wanted to know about. Nexus is across the universe. Yeah. I I think he ended up, well, obviously finding a few of these Nexuses, and one of them twisted him up. Interesting. That's, he, he one went. One of the things that this hidden one guy says is that Jason had already found in some other sacred, secret texts, mm -hmm. information about a Nexus that he was looking for already before he came here to Keldor. Yeah. So maybe that's cool. I just thought it was pretty neat, but it was also sort of empty because I am racking my brain. And I was thinking at the time, I don't remember Jason ever using this weather powers. No telling like being able to tell a storm is coming or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, if you're going to tell us secret powers that he learned, make it be something that he fucking did. Yeah, and but he did know the lightning or dead brain techniques, that yeah, kind sure, of stuff. Yeah, sure, and that, that's fair. That's fair. But that isn't mentioned in this conversation. For no. some reason, the hidden one, I guess the hidden one isn't the one who taught him that. Yeah. Probably lower level technique or whatever, but I just thought, you know, the thing that you mentioned should be a payoff. Mm-hmm. Like that, hey, the secret power, when like he used it and we were like, oh my God, where's that from? Where did he learn that? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah get a concrete answer but i guess you're right that applies to the dead brain thing just mm -hmm. didn't come up in this conversation yeah. for whatever reason and then we cut to an underground access shaft on kessel before you cut to that oh before you cut to my that, god okay we were we were talking about how they're not feeling any sort of stress at this point there is no danger for anyone but luke and Ben, as, a, as the hidden one is walking off, hey, Ben's like, well, we're going to get out of here. He's like, Luke says, I don't know how. I tried to contact Leia and Jaina, but there's some sort of dampening force. Well. Or of some sort. Yeah, he they, says there's like force interference yeah. where I can't reach out. They can't but tell anybody what he lands on is we'll have to do it ourselves. We'll have, yeah, we'll have Which to figure is not, it out. I don't know. To me, I read that more as like, we're going to do it ourselves. Not yeah. like, oh, I sure hope. Or like, it's going to be a struggle. And I got it and as maybe a... Maybe that's just me reading him too confident the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, because I got it as a... 
we have no help. We're going to have to try and figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. Like kind of not so much worried, but it's going to be hard. It seems like it's going to be easy because they just totally three question logic this man into a corner checkmate. And then he stormed off in a huff puff because what was the last thing that Ben said? He was like, um, uh, I don't remember. Because uh, at the beginning, he was like, what are you going to do when all the Jedi come? Are you going to kill them? Are you going to kill all the Jedi? And then at the end of it, he backed him into another corner again where he was like, oh, so you're saying that this is this. Well, then that means that you have to do this. And the guy just fucking uh, bolts yes. out, of, out of the chamber. Uh, I found it. Uh, ben looks at him. And do you oppose the destruction of the Jedi Order? Right, right, right. Of course I do. Because the guy's like, hey. You're not with the order, Luke. So the order is going to get destroyed. And then Ben says, well, if you don't let us go back, then yeah. you're uh, contributing to the destruction of the Jedi. Is that what you want? I don't know. And then Buddy walks off. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> jerks, <laughs> stupid children. <laughs> and then we cut to. Yes. The underground access shaft of Kessel. Underground. Everyone flies down to their positions, especially Wedge. Cut to. Han and Leia and Alana and 3PO and R2 head down in the Falcon. Cut to. Wedge flies. Almost gets Jumanji centipede stingered through the canopy of his X-Wing. Before rearming and trading ships with Rizadi Nier. Wife of Nawara Ven. I'm sure she's not going to die. Because <laughs> why would that be mentioned? Remember in the last book series when yeah. Shivu's girlfriend wrote him a note like, Please stay safe. I'm worried about your life. Oh, you're fucking dead. <laughs> well, Wedge just switched ships with this lady for purely recreational interest. Yeah, because in the Wedge middle of this one. bombing run thing, and uh, you know she's the wife of the uh, legal counsel of the entire Jedi Order, mm-hmm. and I'm sure her death, upcoming, absolutely, she's gonna will crash not distract that him from sure. his case at all, and will not. Uh, it will not impact anything at all. Yep, she's going to... She's she's going to die on Kessel. She's going to crash she's that gonna die. She's going to crash his X-Wing. And probably... Or she's going to die because the canopy was weakened when the centipede tried to sting through it. Yeah. Maybe that was the point of having that scene, is that then he gets that guilt of... It actually was his fault, because he should have thought of that, or he should have known better, or he should have never... Giving up his ship to somebody else in the middle of a mission. He's or being too casual because he's retired. Yeah. Already. Or she's gonna she's gonna take his ship and take his run for some reason, and the machinery's not gonna work right, and she's yeah. gonna have oh, to go and set it off herself. And she's gonna exactly right. Yeah. yeah. One of those. Where then yeah. Rose Tico's like no, and kiss Finn, and you're like why? Yep. Just casual ship swapping. But how casual will this ending be? Find out next week when we cover chapters 25 through 29 to finish Fate of the Jedi, book one, Outcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. Stay underground, San Diego. More tunnels.